Let's uh, welcome in our old friend, Katie Mox, from the Betting Exchange on MSG Network. She joined us last week. She gave out the blue Gatorade color correctly. Had a rationale for it as well. She said the Rams are going to win blue home color. That's it. That's the breakdown. And you know what? That's exactly what happened. You got Cooper Cup getting the blue Gatorade bath, Katie. My Lord. Plus, he got the MVP. Gross. I mean, I can I say, of all the bets that I made, I was the most proud of that. And it was birthed on the show. I ended up saying it on, like, several other shows after this one. But I said it here first. It here. And it's, it's the bet that I'm very proud of. I really am. We also did get Lose Yourself with Eminem, uh, but it wasn't yes. the first song. He also, uh, for Ryan, against Ryan's uh, best you guys judgment, see that? he made a political statement by kneeling. I didn't realize it until 10 a.m. the next day. Which was actually juiced to not make a political statement. Minus 135. Minus 135. I lost so that one. You actually got plus money for him to kneel, to do the Kaepernick kneel or the Tebow kneel or whatever you want to call it. I thought he yeah. was just, I didn't, I didn't even notice it. And then the next morning, uh, I was like, wait a minute, there's a loss in here. With all my winners, of course. Of course, besides you, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "What is the loss?" And it was that. It was. Uh, it was uh, that. How was your Super Bowl I, Sunday? My Super Bowl Sunday was good. I definitely won more than I lost. I mean, in terms of ROI, I pretty much broke even. But in terms of like bets, I won more bets than I lost. But really, OBJ getting injured killed yeah. a lot of my bets. I had him over five and a half receptions. I did have him for an any time, and I almost locked him in for a first touchdown. Yeah. But then I got scared because he had one the week before. But tr- truly, I mean, he would have got the five and a half receptions. No problem on track for that. Stafford would have hit over his passing yards, I think, if OBJ stayed in that game. And I also think if OBJ stayed in, then we would have hit the under, or excuse me, the uh, uh, four and a half, the minus four and a half for the Rams. I think yeah. they would have blown that out of the water. So I did good, but OBJ getting injured really it hurt a couple of my bets. So now that NFL season is over, you have now shifted yeah. your your attention to hoops. Um, you yes. live in New York City now. Uh, I the, do. The Knicks are in absolute free fall. Tomorrow, absolute. they are six and a half point favorites against the Nets. Nets now have Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. We had Mark Drumheller on the line earlier today from the Yahoo Sportsbook. As soon as I gave the line, as soon as I said it out loud, he gave me the exact same uh, motions and uh, mannerisms <laughs> that you did. Like, why? Wait, what? Yeah, that's the that's the line, Katie. What's your thoughts on the Knicks so far this season, post trade deadline, and and what do you think about that line? I'm I'm assuming you're going to take the Nets in that one. I am. I will say, and I have to tell you guys, I don't like to bet the nets on anything because it doesn't matter what I take. I always end up losing that yeah. bet. S- but same. yeah, I mean, yeah, I just, I can't bet the nets to save my life. It doesn't matter if I fade them or take them. I just can't. But I will say, I mean, being a New Yorker now and working at MSG, all of a sudden I'm like this Knicks fan and I can't believe it. Their ability to fall apart at the end of games is unbelievable. Like that game against the Rockets, they were up by 20 points at one point and then it just all spiraled from there. Julius Randle, he's actually been playing well. He's been playing really well. I think he had a triple-double last night. He had a double-double the night before and that's not even helping them right now. Quentin Grimes, he's stepping up for RJ Barrett and it's just the defense is the big problem there and now that the Nets have like you said like Seth Curry and and all of the reinforcements they got I just think they're going to have much more depth and I would not take 
The only thing that I like to take the nets on sometimes is I like to take the, excuse me, the uh, Knicks is the money line in the second quarter. And that was really because of the depth of their bench. Usually they could win the second quarter, That's a good pit. but that is, hasn't been profitable necessarily as of late either. So unfortunately fading the Knicks right now is the way to go. Oh my God, Ryan Providence. I know we're down uh, 87, 81. We almost stole the ball too. We're, we're losing a bet. We were on uh, Providence against Villanova. Villanova is about to win the game and cover. So we all have... I was on the Sixers tonight. I thought the Sixers, like, what happened there? That was ugly. That was really ugly. Boston's playing really good right now. So, yeah, we all have those teams. And, actually, it's funny that you bring up the Sixers. So, that's my team. That's my kryptonite. I bet on the Sixers, and uh, they get blown out by 40. I go against the Sixers, and then B drops 50. Tobias Harris has 35, and they win by, like, 15, and they cover the number. Who are your teams that you, like, stay away from? But then is there a team that is – you know, been successful for the uh, this season. Like for us, it's the Memphis Grizzlies. Is there a team that's been uh, financially sound for you this year? I would say the beginning part of the season, it was the Warriors, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, they were just killing everyone and, and incredible. And we see what an impact Draymond Green has to the game because the defense has just been absolutely atrocious. So at the beginning, it was all about the Warriors. And I was like cashing tickets on them left and right. I've stayed away for the most part from the Nets. Um, I I work at MSG, so we have to bet on the Knicks games a lot. And there was a while there that they were profitable for me, certainly in that second quarter, taking the money line for them. Um, but this this whole NBA season, I feel like it's been incredibly volatile, especially yeah. with the trade, you know, and and I hate betting the week before the All-Star. I mean, yeah. it, every game is a trap game. Like, we don't even know who's playing or who cares or what's going on. Um, so NBA has just been volatile, and I just got thrown back into it after football, and it's been a bumpy ride. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Are there any player props? I know you're focusing focusing on the Knicks a lot. Are there any player props that you think are valuable to look at, whether that's points, rebounds, assists, for some of those guys who are younger, guys who aren't like these huge names that we all think of, like Julius yeah. Randle during national televised games, me and Ryan talk about all the time. But I know that there are some, outside of Quentin Grimes, some other names that you probably – because you're there and you're so locked in that you have a better, sharper kind of look on? Honestly, the only one that I really like right now is Quentin Grimes. I mean, he hit literally over all of his profits the other night. Every single one of them, he absolutely smashed. And I actually faded him the other night. I was like, okay, we're going to see a little bit of regression for him. Let's take him under his points. And then he had 19 points. So, yeah, there's a lot of people on the bench that are warming up. But honestly, Quentin Grimes is the only super profitable one. I would keep hammering his any overs. Any unders? Like Ob Toppin unders or Kemba unders or anything like that, where you you have a feel of how Tibbs feels about players and and whether they're not going to get the minutes. Maybe Cam Reddish unders. Yeah, Cam Reddish unders and Fournier. Fournier hasn't really been that great in the last you know few games. His unders have been cashing. I don't know what he's been doing you know on the offensive side of the ball, but he hasn't been able to land them. So I've been fading Fournier a little bit. He's been a little bit profitable, but yeah, Reddish too, kind of getting in the mix there. Not as good as we thought he was going to be. What about MVP or any, like, futures markets or awards? I mean, I'm on John Moran, but it looks like Embiid, unless he gets injured. If he stays healthy, he's probably going to be the MVP. Jokic is right behind him. But I don't know if they'd, if they'd give him uh, back-to-back MVPs and back-to-back years, uh, especially if they're not a top-five seed in the West, the Nuggets. Anything that you like? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you on the MVP, you know, coach of the year. I like Spolstra. I mean, he's been having a hell of a season and he's really been overlooked um, for yeah. so many years. The fact that Miami has been in the playoffs as many times as they have with him and gone, you know, to the final. So I think Spolstra is good for, for coach of the year. Uh, I still like the Warriors to win the West. I know they're kind of slumping right now, but I think when Draymond Green comes back and you've got Curry at 100% and you've got Klay Thompson, who we saw a little tiny bit of that the other night when you had 33 points he's 100 draymond's back i just think at a best of seven even if it's a if it's excuse me if it's against the suns the warriors are going to be contenders there and i actually like miami a lot uh to to win the east i think that they're doing incredible we'll see how it shakes out now with the nets that they've had this trade but the nba might as well be like renamed as the league turns i mean what a wild week we have had with drama uh specifically with this uh with this trade from oh, yeah. the sixers to the Nets. I yeah. mean, it's just been. Did y'all watch? And Trista, I know how you feel about Ben Simmons, but I watched that press conference today and I don't even know what he said. I don't understand. <laughs> like, he had the mental illness problem, but he doesn't want to say what it is and it's gone now. But it's not the fans and it's not the team. And it's not, it's like, I don't, I, what, what is going on? Obviously, he's, he said in that, that presser he has some personal issues that he's been getting over. Uh, he also just – and he said, I don't want to really get into what those personal issues are. They were off the floor. It's hard, man. You, I'm, I'm assuming that now that he's in New York, your attention is going to be focused on him as well. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how he uses it, how, how he's being used. Time's a flat circle. Yeah. We're all being like, oh, Ben doesn't need to shoot anymore. It's just a new fan base giving the exact same excuses for Ben. Like, what were your takeaways from that trade deadline um, outside of just the drama? Like, what teams do you think got better? Um, and just kind of your overall, like, opinion of how this trade deadline stacks up against the ones uh, in prior years. Yeah, well, I think that the Harden-Ben Simmons trade was actually good for everyone involved. I mean, Simmons got out of Philly, yeah. which I think is beneficial for everyone. He wanted that. The city wanted that. The Sixers got a proven score in Harden, so that was great. You know, and Simmons hasn't played all year long, and they were still winning. Beyond tonight, they were still winning. So I think they can only get stronger. Obviously, Harden hasn't played yet. And, you know, the Nets now have a first-pass guard who doesn't play iso ball, which I think would be good for Katie and Irving. So I'm excited to see how that – and obviously, Curry and Drummond are huge for the Nets. I think I think they're definitely a, they've been a contender obviously all year but i definitely think that they are more so a contender now again the drama has been interesting with harden saying he never wanted to be there and it was always philadelphia i also think that some bonus to the kings um was a good one for them i mean they haven't made the playoffs in 16 years so they had to make a big trade there and tristan thompson outside of like girls wanting to bring him on the maury show i don't really know what he's providing uh to any team but halliburton leaving i think was an interesting one to give up because i do think that he has what it takes to really, you know, be a franchise player uh, for some of these teams, certainly, you know, a good player for offenses and, you know, McCollum, right. He went to the Pelicans. I think that's good for them as well, considering Zion with his weight and his injuries and all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there's just been more drama. I feel like in this trade deadline than I've seen in years past. And it, what interesting to me is that it feels like the players are really taking control here. I mean, it was, uh, you know, they didn't want to play anymore. It's like Simmons didn't want to play anymore. So he refused to play until he got traded. And, you know, Harden didn't want to play mm -hmm. in Houston. So he forced to trade. And then it's been a year. It's like the players have really taken control, which I find to be the most interesting. Yeah, me too. I think it's also interesting that uh, they asked him if Kyrie, they asked Kyrie if he felt guilt for making yeah. uh, Harden end up 
pushing him out because he didn't want to get vaccinated because Harden basically has made multiple jokes through the course of the year that he was going to vaccinate Kyrie himself. Fascinating stuff. Could have been a a trio unlike any other. We got 16 games of them together. I bet on them to win the championship, so uh, that wasn't great. Katie, if you had to pick one team to win it all, who would it be? Because my new team is the Suns, plus 500. I still like the Warriors. Again, I just think in a best of seven, I know they don't look great right now, but if you have all of those guys at 100%, they have been there too many times and proven that they can get this done, that I still like the Warriors. In a best of seven, I'm going to take the Warriors. You better hope that Draymond's I say, if Draymond L- plays, L1, I like him too. You better hope that his his L1, L5, S7 comes back into play because he's this man can't feel his toes right now. If Katie. it does, I'm on them, though. If Draymond's <laughs> yeah. healthy, Wait, I like I the Warriors. Feel his toes? I didn't read that. Yeah, there's wow. like he's like cat. His he had calf pain, and you look at yeah. WebMD, it like ends up like numbness in your feet and extremities. A lot of nerve stuff going on. You know how it is. Sounds okay. brutal. Oh um, yeah. Anytime I look up WebMD, I'm like, well, I'm actually dying. I'm yeah, I have can- I have cancer actually. Right yeah, now. I stay it's away from WebMD. <laughs> and leukemia and Lyme disease and probably COVID some gut fit, COVID, COVID, chickenpox, <laughs> everything. Katie, thanks so much. Have a great show this week. Thanks, Katie. Thanks, guys. See you later. Katie Mox from the Betting Exchange right there joining us on the Roman guest and she video She was the line. only person that predicted the Gatorade color right for us. I just want to say. What did Quentin go with? I thought he had blue, didn't he? No, I think he had orange. Oh, I think he did have orange. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I went. I, I told myself I was never going to bet the Gatorade. And then I got a text from the same guy that gave and me the outfit green. and the over. And they said, go green. They said, go M. green. Green. Green lime. Green.